0: So hello everyone, welcome back to the Des Bishop Podcast. Soon to be something else, because actually in this episode, it's myself, Steve, and Joanne, which was my real desire moving forward, was to do it like this. And now with Zoom calls and everyone getting more and more comfortable with the idea, we finally managed to achieve the trio that I have always wanted. And at the end of this episode, we do have a discussion about commitment moving forward. So in this episode, um, on paper, our, our main theme was, What if stand-up comedy never returned? We're kind of discussing about our fears around the autumn and whether shows will come back or not. So we use that as a jumping board. So we kind of talk about like alternative lives for ourselves. It's a bit of crack. Um, A very loose, messy uh, beginning of the episode because I was asked about the the fostering situation. And uh, so I had to give an update on that, which then led to some, sadly, I have to admit, guys, it led to a chat about bestiality. Uh, it's not very graphic, so don't worry, but that is in there. It's kind of silly. Uh, and uh, it's a fun app. It's great to have everybody together. And um, we hope you enjoy it. It's myself, Stephen Mullen, and Joanne McNally. And uh, enjoy. So how, how is everybody? Welcome to the podcast. I personally, we need to come up with a name.
1: <laughs> For what? No. You don't want it to be around podcasts, You've realized that you're trying to steal the show?
0: No, no, no! I mean, it was my pocket. <laughs> this, this is the not Des Bishop. Pocket. I've been talking. Well, I've actually been talking about changing the name for a while, so that we, you know, we make it like a collective. Yeah, this the is not bishops. like this no. is not new information. You are not a bishop. Don't talk about your <laughs> dreams. Don't talk You can't talk about your dreams on the podcast, Joanne.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sandwiched in between the two of you and the dog. How's the dog?
0: Oh. Uh source oh, subject talk right, about that yeah that's source subject right now updates there all right well the that's... quick the quick update there is that so they asked me on friday well they asked me on thursday to drop her off on friday for the weekend because they had a ton of interest like so they wanted to schedule as many viewings as possible uh so i thought they would call me on sunday if nobody picked her up and i would go pick her up they didn't call me on sunday so i called on monday and they were like oh well you know uh we have somebody coming in on Tuesday. So we'll, we'll we'll let you know if somebody takes her on Tuesday. So I said, all right, listen, I, I'll I'll tell you what. Like if nobody takes her on Tuesday, I'll just adopt her. Even though I can't really keep her, I'll just adopt her and I'll deal with finding her a forever home because this is ridiculous. Like I don't, I'm not comfortable with her being in the, in the shelter. You know, that's the whole idea yeah. Yeah. of fostering is like, I'll keep her out of the shelter until she finds a home. Uh, so I just, so then Tuesday passed, they didn't call me. So I called again today. I had to call twice. And she said, actually, one of the animal control, animal welfare officers from the town, because this town, all these dogs come from the locale. They're just picked up by essentially like the pound, you know. And uh, one of the animal welfare guys' family is coming in to look at her today. So they actually said to me today that if this family doesn't take her, I can have her back and continue to foster her. So it doesn't look like I, I, I'll have to adopt her, but I just i am not comfortable with her being in the, in the, in the shelter, you know. Yeah, it would you not like really wo- miss
1: her now if she went? So you're not gonna attach. I miss actually. I
0: haven't had her since uh, Friday morning. Oh, okay. She's gone. honestly the missing part. I can deal with the. What I can't deal with is her being in the shelter, wondering what the fuck happened. Like I, yeah. I'm very comfortable with her being in a in, with a new family. I feel like very quickly she'll adapt, and that's like a nice life for her. What I'm not comfortable with is her being in the shelter after having these like six. Happy weeks with me, and I don't. I don't want her to be in the shelter. I'm not. I'm, I wasn't looking to get rid of her. I did. I did that. Uh, you know, from their request, that didn't come from me. Yeah. You know? Anyway, Fair that's enough. that's the that's the dog drama. But the fact that the animal welfare officer's family is coming, so I, I assume that 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 animal welfare officer knows this dog. And probably will be able to say because the thing about Becky is I don't think she presents as good as she is. She's a black pit bull. People surprise, surprise, humans have discriminate against black dogs, particularly black pit bulls. And uh, you know, she's got those saggy tits. And sorry? That's the shelter Are you Becky, saying that it's
1: stopping her getting adopted because she's got saggy tits? <laughs> that's
0: what the shelter are telling me. That's what the shelter is no saying way. that a lot of people are put off by the fact that she was overbred and she's got a saggy She's got like a saggy belly, like, you know, Oh <gasps> God.
1: Oh my God. She has to get work done like the rest of us. That's so sad.
0: Well, you want to know what's, do you want to know the truth? I looked well, it course. up. I looked it up last night. I looked up a tummy tuck for a dog last night because I thought, <laughs> wow. you know what, I'll adopt her and I'll get her a tummy tuck and I'll make her look all hot and then yeah. find her a forever home. But actually, I don't mind. The, thing, the funny thing for me is like, it doesn't bother me in the slightest, her little titties. I love her. T- why? What? Why
1: would it bother you? I've never yeah. once looked at a dog and thought less of them because they had saggy tits or a saggy
0: tummy. What age is she? Uh she's she's no more than five, but uh, she was overbred. You know, she came from like probably like a breeding farm. You know. Yeah, she, yeah. She, she definitely has more than she's had more than one litter. You know, because she it's not just the it's not just the teats; it's also. The amount that her stomach has been stretched out. She's had a few. She's had a few goes at it. It looks. It looks. I mean, th- this is just an assumption. I mean, people don't know her backstory. She was found stray with another with another with an unneutered male. She was a she was a an unspayed female with an unneutered male on the street.
1: And can you get tummy talks for dogs? No, you can't get you, a tit for a dog.
0: You can get tummy talks for a dog. Yeah, I looked. Shut it up. up. Last night. Well, actually, I was talking to my buddy who's a plastic surgeon, and he was jokingly saying, maybe I can do some work on her. And I said, funny you should mention that. I was thinking about having a look. So then after that conversation, I said, fine, I'm going to check. So you can do tummy tucks for do I mean, it's a, it's a simple enough operation. They just remove the excess flesh. I've seen many of them on Instagram for humans.
1: I've ne- yeah. But I mean, imagine putting your dog through that for, so that humans can find them attractive. That's it's so my weird. What's wrong with yeah.
0: people? What's wrong with humans? You're not going to shag the dog. Hum- it's like, what's the matter? Humans, humans do it themselves. Do it, do yeah, it but to that's others.
1: grand. Just get her a good bra. God love her. <laughs> yeah.
0: I know, but a the funny thing Prisa is that you... But well, what about cutting off their balls or taking out their ovaries?
1: But is that yeah. not for... So that they don't... That's not a, for
0: aesthetic reasons. That's so they don't breed. No? Yeah, that's so they don't breed, but they didn't make that decision.
1: Mm. Oh, yeah, I know, but that's different. That's for their own good.
0: Well, it's really for our good.
1: Well, yeah, but it's for their own good.
0: <laughs> you, you, like so, so you are saying these male dogs, not not fucking, is it, that's good for them? Yeah. I
1: Although, mean, like my dog, my mum's dog, she's dead now. God rest her. But she, we had her spayed, but she still had like a little fizz, like as in she'd still ride things, like still ride things or like if any, if any. Oh, it, it, it doesn't. Whenever stop I them. no, it doesn't. And whenever I'd hug anyone, if she, she'd see us hugging, she'd come up and start humping our leg. Like she just kind of sensed if there was physical contact, she'd try and replicate it. Um, we
2: grew up. We grew up with the golden Labrador, who was like did had no balls, but he was the horniest thing any neighbor. The poor postman got ro- rode every morning, like you
0: know. Yeah, <laughs> it's terrible. I'm actually just Stuck, curious here. Uh, do um, do dogs have a clitoris? Because they
1: really do. Pigs orgasm I'm... for hours.
0: Jesus. Yeah, pigs? pigs
1: orgasm. Pigs orgasm for hours, and pig, this so is do. why I won't eat pigs. I won't so, eat pigs.
2: So do. why? Because they orgasm too much. <laughs>
1: feel like you're eating into there. no because they are so intelligent they have the intelligence of a toddler
0: all female mam- s- all female mammals have a clitoris
1: good for them where is it <laughs> were they blessed with it on the inside we were shafted
0: wow what a coincidence i just got a text so last week uh this family uh, introduced their dog to becky i thought they were going to take her she took my number but they didn't take her but she just texts me now, literally now, as we're talking. Wow. What a, what? What, a, what a strange coincidence.
1: She's saying, I heard you just... Saying, we me.
0: really like Becky, but we don't like
2: her tits. <laughs>
0: she, this, <laughs> is, this is Chelsea. Do you still have Becky? I'm interested in her. I was just wondering how she is with walks. Were you saying she wasn't okay on them? No, I wasn't saying that. I was just saying she can be a little protective. I, I'll call her and get... Uh, I'll call her and get... I'll call her and give the good sell because I want Becky to have a forever home. Like, I mean, I'll take her, but like, I mean, Steve, we've talked about this a lot. Like I can Mm. take her, but it's a mega, like I have to do so much organization in my life to be able to try and sort of semi keep Becky. It's not like, yeah. And a lot of it's going to
2: be down to Aiden as well, which he was, I don't know, bro. I don't know. You're going to be away a lot.
0: You're going to be away, bro. I'm not (laughs) looking after Becky. What do you think, Joanne?
1: I think at our stage, Des, and I say, like, you're obviously at a further life stage than me, but I think it's nice to have, like, something to love. Like, that has unconditional love, that adores you. Like, I would kill for a dog, but I can't have one, but I'd kill for that. Like, I see women, I don't get jealous when I see women walking their babies. I get jealous when I see women my age walking dogs. I'm like, oh, I love that so much. I'll match with lads on apps because they've got dogs. And they, and they fucking know it as well. I posted this picture this guy. He was ripped. He'd, like... He'd like abs all day. They look like chins all the way down. And he was held in this massive pug because he knew girls go in for it. Girls are mad about dogs because we want to nest. So we'll just nest with beasts because they're more
0: reliable. Plus, he can snuggle
1: them in bed and they won't try and turn it into a hand job. They're so cute. I love them.
0: (laughs) They want to. (laughs) (laughs) They just don't know how to communicate that. They might ride your leg.
1: (laughs) I've I've Uh, been ridden by a couple of dogs.
0: You mean like 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 leg humps, like dry humps? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like yeah. some of them have actually Old ejaculated. Oh, neither. You know, we, when we wow. were in and out.
1: Yeah, we, that's impressive,
0: we were,
2: John. That's you must be I, pretty
0: hot. Dogs I, are yeah. ejaculating on you. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. W- when we were kids, on my arm.
0: when we were kids, we had uh, tenants in our basement, and uh, after a while, we ended up with this Irish couple—one from Bantry, one from Roscommon, older couple—and uh, they used to look after our dogs whenever we. Or, and to be honest, one of our dogs absolutely loved them, so one of our dogs used to just go down to them all the time. And uh, Michael Coppager, older Irish man, thought it was hilarious to put his leg out and Molly, the Cocker Spaniel, would get on his leg and Michael Coppager would go, get the sex up, Molly, get the sex up, go on. good girl, get <laughs> the sex up. <laughs>
1: <Christ>. <laughs> sure, like, I, I mean, we probably won't go into the bestiality chat, but like, we all remember that woman in Limerick, God lover. No, I don't I, remember I, that. No. that uh, Joanne reads
0: the Daily Mail. She's got a lot yeah. of these stories. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's where I got all my news from. The, the woman in Limerick. So she was, she rode her dog, and then she she had um, an internal reaction to its semen, and it killed her. But it was all over the front of the papers. Do you not remember
0: this? Honestly, no, I, 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 I I don't remember. I'm sorry, I missed that one. Couple, I
1: do, I, couple of years ago, and like I felt so bad for her. Apparently, bestiality is very common. Very oh, yeah. common.
2: Yeah, I I I'm, I used to see a lot of it, a lot of the videos of it when I worked on building sites. Some of the stuff that lads had in their phones was fuck me. Pe- like, there was one I think it was said it was in Afghanistan, but like just sheep just sitting on the ground, like and lads behind them going hell for leather, and the sheep just going, Meh. You know, it's just like oh, awful sorry. stuff. Awful, I know. Yeah. Sorry, we've, we've gone down a about... That was you, Joanne.
0: Sorry, <laughs> like oh, I know. I thought it was a, a, a lighthearted <laughs> joke about. <laughs> Get the sex up! What the fuck? Did
1: you ever see the documentary about your man and his horse? No, no. I've had enough
0: of this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. And I'm was, not shutting was, down. I'm not shutting down anything.
1: <laughs> he was he was riding the horse, and and the documentary maker was like, "Do you think she wants to be ridden?" As in, he was riding it in the Irish then, and uh, he was like, "Yeah, like if she didn't like it, she'd run away," and they were like. He thought he was genuinely in a a mutual, consensual relationship with this miniature stallion. Like, I mean, people are fucking bunk. But I remember I was learning all about um, this uh, development of manners recently. And I was there. There was I was reading about like the first cave that they found that had all these kind of fossils in it and bones. And so that gave them a view of what it was like. I think it's I think it was the monolithic monolithic monolithic. Yeah. And outside the front, there was a huge picture of... It was either a woman going down in a line or a line going down in a woman. I can't remember. Anyway, the point is that I was like, people haven't really changed. They've just taken their behavior behind closed doors. We're still all doing the same shit that we were doing then. Now we just do it privately. Anyway, sorry. That's great news about Becky finding a forever home.
0: Yeah, actually, just a a final thing on that, just because you reminded me about something else. I was talking to an older neighbor of mine, and he started talking to me about comedy. And... He, he, he likes to listen to, you know, the stand-up that pops up on the serious radio over here. You know, there's a lot of, like, digital radio stations. They just keep playing comedy over and over. And he was like, oh, yeah, that Nikki Glazer came on. Now, he didn't know at the time that I'm, like, friendly with Nikki. But it's like, that Nikki Glazer came on doing a bit about how her dog accidentally, like, licked her vagina. And, you know, she hated to admit it, but it felt kind of good. And he was like, he found that he—this he, made him very uncomfortable, you know? And I was thinking, yeah. well, this is since fucking—since the Egyptians— have the, you heard friend, of Joanne McNally? <laughs>
1: a friend of mine, a friend of mine's a, a friend of mine's a doctor, and she was saying that uh, she gets a lot of women coming in with like dog meat stuffed up their vaginas, and they're like the doctor's like, How did that get up there? And they're like, I don't know. Just sat on it. And they're like, Yeah, I fucking say Dog meat?
0: Oh yeah, like, dog meat. Like they were sort of enticing their dog. Why don't they just put peanut butter on their clit? I mean, Jesus Christ. Wow, Dave. <laughs> yeah, obviously <Dave>. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: actually okay. a good idea for a guy. As it, jam. Like, as a woman to put people oh, yeah, on Oh yeah, jam
2: head. on the knob. I've heard of that one alright, yeah.
1: Have you? I've never heard jam on the knob. Oh what anyway, really? again,
2: building sites. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just put jam so, on your knob um, and you will lick
0: it off. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I I said it was jam to make myself feel better. Oh. Uh. <laughs> so, <laughs> so guys, uh I was um I've been having some chats uh, you know, with the with the people that are in charge of my logistics and uh We've, we're, we're expressing some serious concerns about the autumn. What, what are you guys feeling? What's the, what's, the, what's the vibe over there?
1: Well, we're in separate countries, Stephen, aren't we? You're yes, in Jordan, We are. Um, I, I've lost all faith. I'd say, to be honest, it'll be next year before. Well, certainly before the tours start
0: happening again. Do you regret, Joanne? Do you regret uh, postponing the shows uh, in the autumn? Do, do you wish now that you just said 2021? Fuck it. No. By the way, actually, for the for, no, safety, because- for safety, for you and for me and for Steve, for safety, guys, all our listeners, please know that this is a this is a hypothetical conversation. Do not panic about any dates that you see that we're doing in the autumn. This is just yeah. us expressing concerns for the future. So, just a disclaimer. So, so speak freely because it's not hypothetical. This like a re- yes.
1: I think I think it was natural that they would move them forward to whenever they thought they would. Like I mean the gig still could go ahead at half the capacity. Like if if Vicar Street wanted to kind of run it like that, but then you're like is it even financially viable for them to do that? And yeah. how are you going to tell half the people they can't come? It's like Sophie's choice. Like they were like why can't I go? So, I don't know. I mean, we have to start thinking of other things outside of comedy. I mean, outside well, of live comedy.
0: Yeah, but just just on that on the on what you were just saying there. I was thinking like that is a weird one where you, so you, I guess you put it out, uh, do, do people want to voluntarily give up their tickets for a refund? The problem is that, you know, there might be, people might be so freaked out about the virus that like almost everybody will voluntarily go for the refund. And then you have a scenario where now you're trying to sell, even if it's only half of, half of the capacity of victory, now you're trying to sell to people. And then you're actively promoting people coming and possibly putting themselves in a dangerous situation. I mean, it's, it's, it's quite the conundrum.
2: Yeah, I, thi- I think I think that seems that seems to be the vibe in Ireland as well. Uh, certainly, talking to the club promoters and all that stuff, and what 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 the pubs and the venues are up against as well. That like everybody seems to be, and this is only in the last week since the five stage plan came out. Everybody seems to be gearing up for yeah. Nothing's happening until next year. Nothing. <gasps> oh really? Really? Yeah. I mean, not not. Um, that's not a guarantee or anything like that, but like with regards being able to make money, like the clubs can't make money if if the if the places are being open and social distancing and all that kind of stuff. And then it comes down to because they're they're going to be very strict on on hygiene, on on hand hygiene and oral hygiene. So even little things like holding a microphone, you know, which is mean, every comedian wear the same microphone? Do you wear face masks? Like all that stuff is still up for debate, you know.
1: But if they put up the price of the tickets, I think people would be so dying to get out of the house. And I don't mean now, I mean for the clubs, I don't mean for tour shows, right? But Mm. if you put up the price of the tickets for the club, I think people, I'd pay like, say, 20 quid to go into the Inter instead of seven if it meant I could have a night out. I would
0: do that. But I, I, I think that the Inter, I think the Inter could open because you can run the Inter with 25 or 30 people in it, spaced them out to a decent amount and still have a good show. Not to mention that, It's such a minimal, even if you, even if you had the unlucky scenario of somebody having COVID in there, Mm. like Mm. you just wouldn't end up with a ton of people getting it. It's such a small amount of people, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think the, I think it, I think the clubs will kick off again. They're going to have to. Everyone like they'll just figure out a way to do it. It's like when we saw them in China and they were washing each other's hair with like sweeping brushes. Off. Do you remember this? The hair dryers attached to like long sticks, yeah. and we laughed and laughed and I laughed and laughed at them. And now we're going to be doing. Like, we'll figure oh, out yeah. a way. We'll just figure just, it out.
0: Just, just for the record, I was talking to Xuân Tren yesterday, and uh, th- th- no shows in China for the foreseeable future. Why? Well, she's an actress, like so. I'm just telling you that they're not—they're not allowed to have shows, oh. and they're—they're they're further along the line of you know, of being clear of the of the. Why virus. can't they
1: just? Why can't they just socially distant? Why can't they just have socially distant shows? Well, like we're we're in a much better position because we're just one person on stage. We're not like a cast of people that have to interact. No, it's
0: we're about just, the audience. It's not about the. It's not about the, it's the audience. It's yeah, about yeah. the audience.
1: Oh, I don't know. I don't know why you can't just seat them with the legal two meters. Well, we're gonna actually do something.
0: I know. I just don't think the the two meters thing is gonna work. I mean, for for classical music, yeah. For stand up, I mean, you could do it. I mean, I was thinking about this too, because I think I did. We both did the same Sunday. Did you? You did that Sunday Times thing on how we're getting through quarantine? Yeah. Yeah. So, chatting to that guy, you know, I was saying that, like, I guess it's kind of a novelty to have been at one of those shows. This like one unique period of time where you were at the social distance show where everybody was in like these small pockets you know and i mean yeah. i guess there's a novelty factor to that i was even thinking like we sh- you should make a special like the COVID special like so that it's out there forever like that time you know it's recorded that show you did where people couldn't be close to each other but at the same time like it- it's not th- the problem is that they have to staff it you know it just ends up being like a no money proposition so it's difficult yes, for yeah. for places to feel like they can survive and That's also not i example th-
1: ta- th- sorry go on
0: also, at the moment, when the pubs do come back, like obviously
2: the Vintners Association uh, propose have put a proposal into the government so that they can try to open six weeks earlier. So they put different plans in place, and they're trying to push it to earlier than August. But even at that, it's all no live music. There's no um, there's no entertainment at all at the at the moment. So even the what we're talking about is still like. We don't know when that when they're going to allow bigger gatherings. Like, it's four people per 10 square metres they're allowing. It was their proposal, and the pubs. was just like... Pff. Wow. It's weird. Ta- g- table I'd- service only. You're not allowed to go to the bar. Like, all this kind of stuff, you know? Uh, oh, god, Yeah.
1: I'd gig, I'd gig for free. Like, if it meant the clubs... If the clubs were opening up, I'd just go around and gig for free because whatever, clubs don't... like. You're not going to make your living off a club. Well, not in Ireland, anyway. Plus, you need to. Pro- I need to get back in the game. or I'm going to forget how to do it. I, that, I was thinking the exact same thing
2: last night. I woke up, I couldn't sleep, and I woke up and had this weird voice in my head going, "I'm not a comedian.
1: <laughs> I'm yes, not
2: a comedian I'm the, anymore."
1: <laughs> I'm the same. I'm like, how am I going to do? I forget what to do. I forget. I'm, I'm going to forget how to do it. It's like.
0: I mean, I've I've had some gaps. You know, I've had some times, and you know, it, it only takes a couple of shows. You know. Yeah, but, but, but i would, you definitely like noticed. You notice when you get on. You notice when you get on stage. Like, I'll tell you what the feeling is. It, it, I'm sure maybe you guys have done it already. I don't know, but I I'd say the feeling is compar compared to like. Have you ever tried to do an old routine without really thinking about it too much, and then you realize while you're on stage, it's like, fuck, I can't really remember the yes. routine 100. Yes. percent it, yeah. it, it's it's kind of like that for everything the first time you get yeah. back on stage right, after okay, after yeah. after, a, after a big gap.
1: Yeah, yeah you're just kind of talking like I've done yeah. that where I've forgotten punchlines and forgotten setups and all. It's yes. gonna be like that. Yeah, so you've been the don't middle- want-
2: You'd be in the middle of a routine going, Why 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 am I talking about this? Why did I write this? Why did I
0: yeah, yeah. You lost all
1: performance ability? Yeah. yeah. That's why I'm saying, like gig for free.
0: Steve yeah. knows about the Steve knows about the pain of uh, having a massive callback in your show and forgetting to fucking set up the original thing that the callback oh, responds to. You were way too harsh on yourself on that. Fucking <laughs> hell. It was definitely <laughs> Joanne, the oh, first the-, the first night of Mia Mama. Uh, oh, the first night of Mia Mama with all the video stuff where I was using the exercise bike. You know, there's a huge callback on the exercise bike and it requires me doing a bit about a Lady Gaga song and uh, I realized as I was about to as I was about to get to the big callback on a bike I'm on a fucking exercise bike too and it's the first time I'm doing the exercise bike so the whole thing feels awkward because it's quite a performance piece as I'm about to play the next track I realized that I this track is meaningless to these people I have not set it up at all no. and I'm on a fucking exercise bike and I just have to fucking stand there and explain to these people that this whole bit is is a mess now it was you funny, were so mess-
2: heartbroken I felt bad that you were so hard. you could see in the moment up oh. there he was so heartbroken he was like fuck fuck it I like, and we could see it was just so genuinely god damn it like he was gutted but it, it was I unreal, did you see,
1: you'll never do it again that's the great thing like I always have to fuck something up to get it right always mm. I've never just gotten something right in the first go I always have to fuck it up and then I'll never get it wrong again
0: yeah, I know. I, yeah. I that say, that, I I say that, that about me. every. I say that about every relationship I've ever
1: been in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can apply it to them as well. Apply it to but some people just—they just know, like they know not to do certain things, or they just—they never. I, I don't like. I fuck up everything, and then I don't fuck it up again.
0: Yeah, no. I fuck I, up
1: everything once.
0: I, I agree, Steve. Were you saying something yeah. there? Well, I, I did it in
2: in my first hour, son of a preacher man, and this whole there's a a big funny bit but it's like I'm trying to keep it like where I end up in a psychiatric ward you know what I mean I'm having a conversation with a doctor and blah blah and all that kind of stuff and it's kind of the thing of the show but it was <laughs> it wasn't until after the fucking show was done and everything and I'd done the show at this stage now 20 times at least and it was it was in it was in another festival and I forgot the whole psychiatric ward bit like and didn't think anything of it until the, like even after the show until somebody said it to me afterwards what happened about going to the hospital I just forgot the whole bit <laughs> just yeah. going on about other stuff and blah, blah blah blah
1: you lose all sense of like i you lose all sense of time like i remember i've been booked to do like 20 minutes i was booked to do a 20 and um they flashed me or i thought they flashed me and i came off and i've been only on for seven and someone was tra- someone was actually taking a photo of me and the promoter oh, was God. really pissed he was really pissed off and i was like shit i just i just assumed like because you just you don't have you any time i don't have any time. He yeah. was complete track of time. In the same way, I was booked to do a five minute, and I did twenty five, and I've never been able <laughs> to go back to that club since.
2: Yeah, you told me that story. That was very funny.
1: <laughs> very bad. Very bad. Your man couldn't look. Her, her me trial inside. was a five
2: minute thing, and she did twenty
1: five. I did twenty five minutes. minutes. Oh, like man. rude. And that is like the worst. The <laughs> worst. <laughs>
2: it's the biggest no no do thing in
0: comedy (laughs) literally the worst the worst thing you can do the worst the worst worst one for me the worst one for me in terms of forgetting shit was you know so i was recording this uh you know the special for rt player rt player were giving me the big sell that they were going to be like the irish netflix so i record a special for rt player but i was kind of doing i was kind of doing material that was kind of from the year before so I wasn't as sharp with it as normal. And I did a couple of warm-up shows, but not enough. And it was something fucking bugging me both nights. I was like, I'm forgetting a bit, you know? And I had, the bit I have about not getting it up, I had shortened that, you know, throughout my time performing in the Comedy Cellar. And I'd forgotten that a bit that came out of that uh, because of the shortening should have gone back in somewhere else. Anyway, I recorded that in November. So I'm in Melbourne. In the following April, I'm doing the Melbourne run and these Irish women come up to me like, oh, Des, we come to see you every year. Do you know what our favorite bit is? The bit about how Irish women love clean sheets. It's fucking five months later, I was like, fucking that's the bit.
2: <laughs>
0: that is, yes. And it completely gone out of my head. Like it never even, there was never a time doing a bit where I was like, oh, the sheets bit. I forgot about that until those women said it. So do you like, do you know the way, I remember watching
1: a documentary with Jan Rivers and she had every joke written down and filed mm. in a particular, I, I don't, thought that, I,
0: yeah.
1: I have no record of my stuff. Like it's, there's bits and bobs written down. Then some stuff happens on stage. Some stuff I've said once and I'll never say again because I'll never remember it. I do record bits now because I'm, well, at the time I was trying to write a show, but like half the, I could have written half an hour's material. I don't even know I've done it. As in like, she, it's she, just she, gone. She,
2: She's from a different school of like comedy is where like very joke joke tellies like and yeah. she's, she's telling jokes like um, this is what I do. I tell jokes and like I don't even think she's, think she's from that far back a period. But like back in the music hall days and in, in the UK, there was like every there was like a whole bunch of jokes that everybody told. You know, it didn't, you know, yeah. Joanne could tell the same jokes that I told. And what they did uh, when you would go around the clubs on a night was they'd have a blackboard with chalk and they'd cross off the jokes that have been told that night so there's no doubling over
1: (laughs) no way (laughs) yeah i've seen i said there was a joke i've seen a couple of like fat comics say a joke if someone calls them fat because in the uk they love an L heckle over here Mm. like they'll shout stuff out and um the joke is yeah because every time i fuck your mother i eat a skittle and everyone she gives me
0: she gives me Yeah, yeah i mean apparently ross noble said it first but who knows you know yeah, but yeah. It, it, gets, it gets attributed to Ross Noble as an early sayer of that heckle report. Okay.
1: Do Amer- our, America, our American audience is heckly.
0: This Mother's Day,
1: celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Wow.
2: Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah. That plush, And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness.
1: Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. N- n-
0: not, not the same. But I, I fucking, I, yeah. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't care about fucking heck, you know, whatever. I, I think it's more of a thing in the UK. To be honest, yeah, and, and, and they are
1: very heckly over here. No, Orleans uh, aren't heckly.
2: Not really. And in the UK, there's—it feels like there's a different vibe in the club there. That certain clubs or certain towns are very much still from the working class men club, men's club vibe, kind of a thing. So it's—it's it's supposed to be part of the whole, like you heckle,
0: I heckle, you give me shit back, and blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: yeah, there's less exactly. tolerance for it in in a lot of the American clubs. They like. They kind of they kind of crack down on it pretty quick. Like somebody starts heckling, they kind of especially in the comedy style. It's like you shout out, they're over to you straight away. Like one warning, second warning, you're out. They don't care, I, right? Because you
1: know, yeah, there's
0: yeah, like yeah. a waiting list of hundred people outside trying to get in. It's like you want to yes. be an asshole. Good luck. Don't like, ruin the show. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, and then you'll see people complaining in like the Yelp reviews. Oh, you know, we were just having fun and we got kicked out. It's like, well, you know, you were having fun at the expense of everybody else's fun. So get the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah, you know, they're very they're they're tough on that. But yeah, in terms of Joan Rivers, like, she just had gag gag, so it's important to just write those jokes down, you know, especially when you're happy about the order. I mean, it is a good exercise to write out your routines. I just lazily often don't, but anytime that I, I'm forced to like some some TV thing says, Oh, you, we need we need the transcript of the five minute bit that you're doing. I always actually I always get a bit of a benefit of the exercise of writing it out because when you write things out, you tend to economize with language more and then that actual economy of language is better for the bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I did that uh, with my first hour. I I transcribed it after I had it up and running because then I was able to look at it a bit more analytically and put more bits in and change around and all that kind of stuff. But if I start off with the script, which you kind of do, Joanne, don't you? I can't start off with the kind of words on the page at the start. You start like that, don't you?
1: Yeah, I can't think on my feet. Yes, you it's can like think can. on
0: your feet, Joanne. That's I just can't. like a, But you're doing it That's right bullshit. now. You're thinking on your feet yeah. right now.
1: <laughs> I didn't I pre-planned everything I'm saying oh, here. Joanne, yeah. you have to you have to
0: you have to stop separating the the your own natural abilities with what happens on stage.
1: But I don't ha- like some people go, Oh, I just go up with an idea and then I just work it out up there. I don't. Like I know what I'm gonna say when I get up there and then I'll tag bits on as I go, depending on what they're laughing at. But I'll have my punch, like I'll
0: have my jokes. Well, when I'm working on new material, I just get up on stage with an idea, and I'm yeah, yeah, me, he does you're, all the time. You're that's what me. That's me. <laughs> yeah,
2: Des goes up it and is, I got this idea. Thirty minutes later, is like, yeah, I've got a few
0: bits there. You know? yeah, it's no, no, not no. Irish just no, kicking
1: around. No, but most
0: there. of that's just vibe. Most of that's just vibe. But within the vibe, you get a few bits. But I don't yeah. think, I don't think that's how you come up with like the gags. But I think that's how you find out uh, where a bit might be going. You know? Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: You were very good with me when we were working together, Des, like, of kind of pushing me to kind of go, Have you tried that out yet? Have you tried that idea out? Or blah, blah, blah and you'd make me do it like before. And it's like, Just go fucking do it, try it out. And and then I, I actually built through tour, touring with you, I got a, like brand, a brand new 15, 20 minutes, like, you know, just from trying bits out and tagging and tagging and tagging, like, and it was yeah, just I trying something new a, every night.
0: The, 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 the sneaky trick with that is you tell your openers to fucking start trying out bits yeah, so they don't fucking know, yeah. too hard. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to be I too much of it. a tough act to follow. like, go do some new bits and die in your fucking ass. <laughs> You're getting too tough to yeah. follow. The one night well, he said to me, you should be doing all new bits, all everything new. No, I have yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: said it before, Dad. I think Dad's be a good director. Yeah. Of comedy, like. A, a lot editor. of good comedians. I, I, I,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it's just, a, it's just an external observation thing, you know? But I do think that, I like... I know, but
1: it's your good-ups.
0: But that's just experience. Like, that's just not experience. I mean, I think that if you're opening up for somebody, though, in, oh, that joke aside, if you're opening up for somebody, it's really not about you, and it's great. You want to impress the audience. Yeah. You're going to impress them anyway. But long-term, it's better for your development to have a good show, but also have, you know, have worked out the bits. And those are actually better audiences to work out bits with, than the international, often you know they're on your side. It's a really good scenario, so you might as well try those bits out, you know. Because once you do it three or four times, that shit might be as good as the bits that you thought you didn't want to replace, you know. So you might as well just do them.
1: Are you saying that you th- you think when you're doing support for someone else that the audience is on your side?
0: I I think often there the audience is a good audience. Yeah, I don't. Depends I don't. depends on the audience. No.
1: They don't care. Like, yeah, I know. Like, I've gone to big acts and seen the the support acts. Not die, but like, no one cares. They're just like, whatever. Bring your man on that we paid to come and see. We don't know who this lad is.
2: Steve, it depends on the site. Like, I've done um. I think I, I don't know I haven't actually officially asked him this but I open for Neil sometimes and it's like he picks the really tough towns for me but like there's I've I've definitely been in a couple of situations with him where it's just like fuck me they're actively hating me like yeah, that's up, up, here. up
0: north bro that's sectarian. Yeah, exa- but how it's many totally, times have yeah. I got messages about you That's like he booked you. me for alarm I, and shit I get like, messages about I get messages about you all the time saying we love Steve too you know that like No but yeah, that but, but, that's, that's,
2: I, but I'm saying that's the opposite is like Dez's shows are, like, they're great crowds, they're, they're um, like, so I don't have that experience from, like, they're totally on my side in that, like, I remember Klain, Androhada, for example, that was just fucking wild, like,
0: they were amazing, amazing. Oh, but Joanne, don't talk about going to see somebody, talk about your own experience of, of opening up for somebody.
1: Yeah, but I when, so when I went, I did a couple of spots, I opened for Adam Hills a couple of times and there was one or two of them. They were like, they just did not want me on stage at all. Do you know what I mean? They were practically silently chanting, Adam, Adam, Adam. No, I'm surprised <laughs> like was, about that. It was really hard, like really, really hard. Yeah. And I was like, they don't care. Like, they're just like, you're a filler.
2: Sometimes, and so, sometimes it's sometimes it's the town and sometimes it's the, like i started when i started opening i started opening for for garode and in general went good but then on his most recent tour there was i don't know if i changed as a comic or whatever or you know my persona had developed but i walked off uh in the town hall in galway going they don't want me pal they're here for you and they, i really felt that you know they were not yeah. interested in me at all but
0: it's you know they're different yeah, some of them d- are different exactly it, it just depends.
1: depends yeah on the audience and all that
0: John. but hey anyway, more importantly though it's a good it's a good opportunity to just throw out bits because if they don't care about you it doesn't matter what you do but yeah I, I always found i always found opening up for people to be quite easy
1: mm. Mm. who did you open up for
0: well let me fucking go back into the hard drive here <laughs> i opened up for tommy that didn't that didn't last very long
1: Ah, Tommy. Well, he doesn't really take supports, does he? He do, like he does when he's building up a show, and then when he does he for a period, yeah, yeah. Seven hours, he like goes out and
0: the himself. <laughs> yeah. no, no, no. He always has supports, actually. He doesn't. He does. Wait. He
2: he. At always the beginning of his tour, because in his last tour, then later on, he was just he was doing two halves.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. I That's mean, the way it
1: is now two halves. Yeah, I used two to do hard. two
0: halves. To be honest, I stopped doing two halves because it got. I just got bored.
1: Two halves is a lot, like.
0: Yeah, you know whatever. It I opened feels up like for too long Black. To show. I opened up for a lot of guys, from, you know, back in the day. But it, it was it was it was a long time ago. Nobody really liked me opening up for them, to be honest with you. I didn't you last.
1: you are too good. Are well, trying to
0: say it? it's not too handsome. I'm to finish it for you. I'm actually not saying I'm too good, but I'm actually like I'm too high energy. So a lot of guys, they just you know, if you whip it up too much, that can they can that can put them off. You know?
1: Yeah, of course, absolutely. Like do you know, and sometimes you see. Um, Someone was saying to me, I'm not going to say who it was, that his support was really good. And then he'd say, I'm going to go now. And everyone's like, no, don't go.
0: Oh, that, that, but I don't like that. I don't, if a fucking support says, like, I'm going to go, you know, I if a support sort of whips it up too much, I don't like that either, you know? And
1: then they're like, oh, look, I have to go. And I was like, boo. Yeah. <laughs> so your mom was like, I just didn't book him anymore. I yeah,
0: always, yeah, I, always I always
2: close it by saying, you've got an amazing show coming up. That's what I always like to say because, because then you're building, you're, you're kind of you're doing your job, I think, no? Yeah. <laughs> you, you got yeah, the go. The truth
0: is that once you become once you start ripping it to the point where the headliner is thinking like, Jesus, he's becoming a tough he or she is becoming a tough act to follow, that's a good thing. You know, that's like a that's a scenario where you uh you know, you're you're heading towards being a headliner yourself, like, you know?
1: Yeah, totally.
0: So anyway, Steve, you were saying on the on the WhatsApp there that you, you wanted to uh talk well, about. Well I thought
2: I thought it would be good fun because obviously we're still, like, we were talking hypothetically about, um, you know, returning the autumn or will it be next year or whatever like that. And obviously it would be our worst nightmare. But if comedy never came back, I was wondering, what would the three of us do? Because we're we're comedians, but there's loads of people out there that are definitely, you know, going, shit, what am I going to do? My job isn't going to come back. You know, um, so I was... Because I'm, I'm definitely in that, in that, in that space of kind of like going, yeah, Jesus, what, what am I going to do for the rest of this year? You know, what am I going to, you know, it's a, it's a. Well, long do
0: you time. mean this? Do you mean this conversation to be like, what if stand-up comedy has a career completely disappeared forever? Yeah, just hypothetically. Yeah. Hypothetically. Well, I mean, it's similar to the question of what would you have done if you didn't get into comedy, which you get asked a lot, you know.
2: I suppose, however, this is a little bit different because you've experienced something oh, right. so, so cool is, this or whatever is, like this that. Is, when it's taken from you, it's been taken away from you. Yeah, exactly. Like for example, I I remember thinking this time. I think. A few months ago walking down the street and uh, I can't remember why it came up in my head, but I, maybe I was thinking about a friend who was working for somebody. But I had this huge realization in my head going, I'm never going to work for anybody else again,
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> regardless of the comedy doesn't useless. happen.
2: Like, No one is telling me what to do. Fuck that. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? I just wouldn't be able to do that again, you know? Not that I was very good at it anyway when I worked for other people, but... In jail. like I had a boss. He he always taught me the trick. With me was to ask me to do something he could never tell me because I just would not do it. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: so what going to do now? What, what am I going to do? do? Yeah, what would you do? Um, it's a
2: it's it's a good question. I mean, I've thought about all sorts of things down the years and gotten involved and all. I probably would end up like I, everything from being genuinely, I'm not joking, thinking of being a cobbler, <laughs> right? To uh, what is sign a cobbler, up, what, in,
0: what is a cobbler dude. again? Fixing
2: like, shoes, yeah, yeah, fixing and making shoes and all that kind of stuff. Um, because I'm, I'm I'm good at my hands. Like I used to be a carpenter, like so I I am good at making stuff and all that. I thought about like I've worked in the food in the cooking game and restaurant game and all that. Not like, a good even, game. Similar problems. Yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. Because there's no work in that now. Um, so I would uh, I would either end up in I wanted to be a sign painter at one point. That's a thing now again I become again where you like a you designer. paint no uh you, you paint shop fronts so you're like you're not you
1: exactly know... picking careers with a lot of work in them steven
2: no i know like i'm just <laughs> um or you else
1: from one dead profession to another to i know be honest. I...
2: no that's on the up that's on the... that's on the that there's major money in that at the moment really? there's... what there's t... sign painting oh yeah i'm telling you. yeah anyway and then what's the other one Oh, yeah, what a friend you- of mine made a peanut rayu. So I'd probably make a sauce that would go really big and Tesco would buy it and make a lot of money like that.
1: Yeah. Are you high? <laughs>
0: <laughs> just thinking about
1: this. Are you actually high? So, ma-
2: so Joanne, many. What, what, my- Joanne, what were you. I know what were you- I know. so many guys that were just baristas, right? Came up with coffee concepts, sold a cold brew to Tesco. They're fucking minted. They just really? used to make coffee. Oh,
0: well, cold, brew. cold brew was a take Cold brew. Cold brew. Minted. But Joanne, what were you, uh, what were you, just before you got into comedy, I know you had some life issues, but were you seeing yourself, were you seeing yourself as, you were in marketing, right?
1: PR, PR. public PR. relations. Yeah. So I I just left public relations because of my life issues and I was starting to write, starting to write. So I would, I would probably write. I don't yeah. know what I would write. Like I sent in, this publisher was on to me recently, he was like, send me a book, pitch i'd like i'd like to commission you if you give me an idea i'll, I'll, get, I'll commission it if it's any good oh that's cool like, i sent him like 40 pages of this idea of this pitch and he was like i don't know what the fuck that is
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't like, even need to send 40 pages he was like i yeah, can't the, bring that into a meeting what was, was it
1: like, it was basically just like i would write essays about stuff and uh he was saying um he was like, the first three pages are relentless. He was like, if they're like taking bullets, there's just so much writing in them. He's like, you need to like, let people breathe in between sentences. So I thought I'd just bang out a book. Apparently it's not actually that easy. So I'm going to have to give that some serious time, but that's what I'll do. I'll write books, maybe fiction.
0: <gasps> maybe why don't you just, out. why don't you just write bite me?
1: yeah yeah i know yeah So like, take I the easy one
0: disorder. Ah, come on but just 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 take the easy one to get going you know
2: that's yeah. a funny one joanne because i had the same thing people asking me to write the story of son of a preacher man and i'm like nah i have no You're interest i've done the fucking, the fucking i'm so easy over it, i can't fucking write it but it is i i, nah, I feel you on but that you get so much why. you
0: get so much out of writing it because you think you know the story but it's so different when you write like when i wrote my dad was neely james bond like just it, it, it's such a different story. You think you think it's it's going to be like you know regurgitating the show, but it's it's so not. It's so much right, more intimate. Okay. Like writing your own thoughts about what happened to you is so much more intimate than thinking about performing it.
1: Yeah, I think there's I think there's something cool about writing fiction though, because I think you can have a long career then. Like if your if your career is based on as an author writing truth based. Actually, no, I've changed my mind about that sentence before I finished it. So you're actually probably better off writing. You know me, Stephen. I really commit to. Writing it it is <laughs> writing.
0: Writing is writing. You know, you can write yeah. that and then write fiction. It's not like it's not like you can't fucking do a fiction after writing a story about yourself. You know.
1: Yeah. The point was, I guess, I thought I was just going to like bang out a book, and then yeah. he was like, "You're nowhere near being able to bang out a book. yet. you need to have some serious thought about what the book is actually going to be."
0: But that's, that's why you should. That's sure. why you should write something that's familiar to you, like immediately.
1: Mm. Yeah yeah I know. I'd love to go back and do like be, study to be a therapist. But then I think Oh I'm you said that
0: before. before. That's right, yeah.
1: Yeah. But then I'm like listening to everyone else's problems all the time. Nah, fuck that. I've changed my mind about that as well.
0: There was a time there was there was a time in my life before I got into comedy that I thought that would be an area I'd be into. Really? Yeah. I mean, I did psychology in first year in UCC, but then when I got clean and stuff and I was in the recovery world, I I had a time where I thought like, oh yeah, I wouldn't mind being like a counselor. It's funny. I thought the exact same thing at that time as well, because somebody
2: helped, like a therapist helped me out of a hole. I was like, yeah, I'd be really good at that. But it's kind of crazy to think at that young
0: age, because you were only 19 or 20, or were you? Whatever. I was 20, 21, actually, when I was thinking about that. But the thing is that you get into the, you know, it's just great to be an objective observer and just have opinions about people. But you know, in in reality, you have to constantly do it over and over and over. Yeah, it's it's i tough... I've
1: had I've about nine therapists, but what, my most recent one is um an ex heroin addict, and I think a lot of people who've had like addiction issues go into.
2: Yes. Her, like, yeah, that must the same same my guy. Yeah. Yes, a lot I had another,
1: of another I had another therapist, and like she just got. So, do you know? Have you ever had a therapist lose interest in you? <laughs> It's so awful. Like just to how the do you know they've lost interest? Do light. you know?
0: You checked with them
1: because you can see the light is just gone. They're like sighing when you say things. They're like they're just sick of your shit. Do you I've, know what I've, I mean? They're like I've
0: caught I've
2: caught my therapist a few times zone. I've definitely caught her zoning out. <laughs> kind of yeah. Look at somewhere else. I was like I'm got, like I kind of want to say it to her you know? because then she's she's either zoning out and then out of nowhere she'll interrupt you. Just ten minutes left. Just so you know, ten minutes. You know,
1: she's yeah. like, wrap it up yeah. here, buddy. There's no way they're listening to every word of every person. No, there's just no, no way. I
0: had a I had a therapist once that pushed me on th- that I had a suppressed uh, sexual abuse episode as a child, and I was <gasps> just like, I was just like, dude, like, no. And he kept he kept pushing, and then he rang me that night and profusely apologized and said that it was like In a- so unprofessional and inappropriate, and please ignore me and. Wow, yeah, but I would say like Weird. i would,
1: I would say that's fairly common. like I would say that a lot like there's there's usually sexual abuse at the stem of people like addiction all that stuff. no, there's I
0: mean, no it it's, it's you, not usually there it is one of the common threads yeah. throughout addiction. You know, yeah, 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 there, yeah, There is a lot of that, you know? Did you
1: start questioning it? Were you like, fuck, maybe I was? I
0: actually didn't. I I actually didn't because it was just like, it was just like so, uh, you know, I was just like, nah. Nah. Like, nah. it was just like one of those weird things where it was like, nah, bro. Just yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, there was, and, and I guess that's why he probably checked in because, you know, usually therapists have like their person that they check in with. And he pro- I, I assume he must have checked in with somebody and they must have said like, listen, you need to make a call there, you know, because it was just <laughs> oh, like. Oh, God, God love him. I guess it's like yeah. that moment where Trump thinks hydroxychloroquine is the thing, so he goes all in, but he doesn't have the fucking facts. Like, this guy probably thinks, like, I'm going to fucking fix this guy right now. He's one of these guys yeah. that has a, has a repressed memory, you know? Yeah.
2: What about um, you, Des? What would you, do, what would you do if it wasn't in entertainment at all, for example? Well, you know, I mean, got like, taken that's away? the
0: hard thing, because I always thought that, you know, when I was sick of touring, that I would settle into, like, a nice radio gig, uh, you know, which requires you being in the one spot. So I would do that, but that's entertainment. Writing is kind of entertainment too. You know, I like, like be, a, be a, a journalist? Like I would never, you know, I love journalism and all that, but I would never really want the, the, the constant deadlines. I mean, I assume that the constant deadlines become less of a headache because you just get so used to it. But I yeah. would think like, like even with the podcast, some weeks you're just like, Oh, what the fuck are we going to talk about this week, you know? And then every now and then there's just a ton of things to talk about. But on those weeks where there's nothing to talk about, like I would think that being a journalist is like a really tough gig, you know? Yeah. And I would also I think that those are the dangerous times where you have to reach pretty hard. And I, I think sometimes when you reach, you get in trouble, you know. I oh, gotta definitely. think that journalists often get in trouble when they're just so desperate for a story that they're like a little loose on the on the research, yeah. you know? Yeah. 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 So
1: it's like stand-up. Sometimes you've done nothing and you're like, I've no material. What am I going to do? Do you know what I mean? You have to be out living a life with shit to happen, to write about.
0: Yeah, which is the big problem with with all this. But, you know, whenever I'm asked the question in interviews, what would you have done if you hadn't gotten into stand-up? Like, I always say I've probably been a history lecturer. So, I mean, I assume I would probably just get back into education in 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 some way, shape, or form. You know, I could so I, I would, def- would you re-educate
2: or you'd, you'd go like use your degree to kind of to well
0: i have my i have my degree i guess if if i went back into secondary school teaching say i i guess i'd have to get an h dip um oh you mean such a cool secondary school teacher you'd be (laughs) tiktok and history lessons away man (laughs) watching watching fucking modern people i'd say you fucking. i'd say i'd be a better college lecturer safer (laughs) but uh
1: i wasn't gonna make that joke (laughs) <laughs>
0: but uh i've oh, I, I really i don't really want to be a secondary school teacher because i i just reckon like i'm too like um i'm one i'm, I'm a little too sarcastic like i feel like i would just be too i would desire too much to fucking knock somebody's little sarcastic fucks down you know <laughs> and i feel like that's like bad you know you have to like take a lot of it with a pinch of salt and i feel like i would just i would just be too annoyed i would be trying to best the wise asses too much and i think that's not good you know
2: but they won't necessarily all be like that. But yeah, there's,
0: Well, there's always a couple. Like them. even when I've gone in, I did a lot of talks with the Irish language, and I always had a good time. And I'm a comedian, so I can dick around with them. But there was always at least one that wanted to like be the dick. Yeah. You know that that, that yeah. energy that energy is just in there. You know, so I would prefer I would prefer to be a college lecturer. But even that comes back to performance because all the lectures that I love the most from my time in UCC were all the ones whose lectures were just super interesting. And those those things were performances, basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, no, love, I mean,
1: Some of my teachers, I had, like, massive crushes on all my English teachers that were male, and I was obsessed with my geography teachers. Well, I mean, I've got father issues, that's very clear. But I remember one of my English teachers, if they're good to you, they would kind of change your life. Like, you're like, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, they do, yeah. they
1: change your life.
2: Goodwill
0: hunting, yeah. God
1: well hunting. Yeah. 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 Like no, English. teacher not have a massive impact as a teacher, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I mean,
0: that's what I would be. I have an English and history degree. I'd be an English teacher.
1: No. Yeah.
0: I did it. I wrote a book, you know, I wrote the book about my dad. I dedicated it to my family and to Mr. Passioni, this English teacher from the year that I flunked out of school in St. Francis Prep. But he always pushed me to write. In fact, he he offered me extra credit. He said, I don't care what you write. He said, he said, write anything, anything at all. But if you write write anything and send it to me i'm gonna i'm gonna bump up your grade that's how much he was motivating me to just engage because I was completely disengaged at the time yeah, he just yeah, wanted yeah. he just wanted my head in the game that's so See? cool
1: yeah, that is cool and is he alive?
0: yeah, I went actually I went to visit him unannounced, and sadly there's just a, it was it was it was fortuitous, but it was fortuitous in a sad way because a young enough teacher had died unexpectedly by like a heart attack or something. And it was the memorial mass for this teacher, a teacher who I vaguely remembered because he was there when I was there too, but he was a music teacher, so I didn't have him. And I, uh, Mr. Passione had time to, to say hi to me right before he went into this memorial mass and I gave him the book and I said, you know, Mr. Passione, I just want to let you know that I dedicated this book to you for the support that you gave me. And he was very emotional. So it was kind of a nice moment for him, but it was it was, a, it was strange timing, you know? Yeah, yeah.
1: Tuesdays with Dads. Have you ever read Tuesdays at Maury? It's a brilliant book.
0: Yeah, I've never, of- I've never read that. No.
1: Very good.
0: But funny very thing very about good. Mr. Passione is, so when I, do the, when I do the comedy cellar, every now and then, if I, particularly if I do my joke where I say, I moved to Ireland when I was 14 because I flunked out of St. Francis Prep, somebody will say, oh my God, I went there, or something like that, you know? So I'll always say, did you have Mr. Passione? And I'd say 75% of the time, they'll go, oh my God, he was the best teacher ever. Like, I love Mr. Passione, you know? Like, he was that guy. Imagine how many lives that guy has changed. Yeah, yeah, that's always, so cool.
1: It's always English teachers. Like, it's Mm. never like, it's never the maths guy. (laughs) No, it's English (laughs) teachers because they're broadening your thought, they're broadening your mind.
0: Yes. And they're introducing all that great stuff. It is true. It is true.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It is true.
0: So, what would you do, Joanne? I don't
1: know. Right. I could teach. um, I'd probably just roll around. I'm too used to now living my own life. I don't know what I'd do. I wouldn't go back to Pure. I couldn't go back to an office. couldn't go back to working for someone else. I don't know. You wouldn't decorum. start your
0: own. You wouldn't start your own PR company because you do like you like the marketing. You get a. No. Kick, you do get a. Ah, come on, you get a kick out of the branding. You get a kick out of trying to package ideas and promote them.
1: Yeah, but I'm so lazy now. Like I work for like basically half an hour a day. Like really, like that's what comics do. Unless you're touring, and then maybe you're doing more. Like you're always kind of working, and there's a lot of travel and stuff. Um, but no way would I go back to an office like nine to five. No way. Although, what I'm going to have to do something. I
0: don't know. It's too fucking depressing. No, it's too...
1: It's too voiceovers. Voiceovers.
0: That's entertainment though, no? That's yeah. Oh,
1: no, but, you, but you're saying if stand-up comedy goes, I could do
0: voiceovers. No, but he, he,
2: he, he gave me more I, I, of a I'm, restriction. I, I'm kind of, yeah, I'm kind of more going like we could all do... Like I just got offered a film part today, for example, but that wouldn't count. Oh, sorry,
0: Steve. Is that what this so, conversation's about? <laughs> so you can fucking let us know. Fuck yeah. <laughs> film. Fuck film. It better be fucking... Uh, it better be like something where it's just you.
1: Are you going to say you can't
2: tell us now? What is it? No, it's not. It's it's just, it's just it's a, a short that it, it looks really cool. Uh, oh, like short! A oh, <laughs> burn <it's, laughs> uh,
0: At National College of Art and Design, go fuck yourself, Steve! No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no! You got to eat their words now. Wait see
2: this <laughs> um, But no, I mean, I mean, that's why because that's why you were going. Are you high? That's what I was talking about, like, uh, sign painting or cooking and stuff or blah blah. Because blah, I mean, totally outside of our of our field, but. Yeah, if the I just heat.
1: find some really old man who's got money and he's like two rides off a death, and I just ride him and then go fucking, fucking move into his gaff.
0: Fucking straight right. up, go for it.
1: Yeah, some sort of vineyard situation.
2: Oh exactly. yeah, that'd be nice. Yes. Yeah, yeah. that's a good shout.
1: Read book my I place.
2: I I know. Uh, I worked with a, an amazing wine buyer in London actually, and she's literally doing that right now in Corsica.
1: <laughs> wow. Just
2: living the dream. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking. Why so wouldn't nice. you? That's a good. Yeah. That's a great shout. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. It's a great. Like life. I definitely. Do you remember uh, Des, when we were in? Um, where did we go on our holiday? Tenerife. Tenerife. Yeah, how I you remember. remember.
0: I was like, <laughs> <laughs> different <laughs> remember. time, man. A fucking different time.
1: Um. Did you see when that came out? And someone was someone actually tweeted going, "How dare you? We're in yeah, lockdown. No, no. You're like, are you? <laughs> but you're just gonna
0: get that. You're just gonna get that. <laughs> you think like,
1: this is live? Like, do you think we're fucking mentors
0: running through Tenerife?
1: Um, and but get I have. I do have this like a kind of professional fantasy of like nipping off to one of those kind of sleepy towns and just kind of writing in the sun. Mm. And like I do, there's something gorgeous about it. I'd love to do that. And I think when this all ends, people will start doing shit. People will start kind of ticking off their bucket list in a way they haven't done before. Yeah. I do think they will. I think people will kind of do things that they've been planning to do for years and haven't had the balls or haven't put the time into. People are going to start doing it.
0: And And they're all. By the way, I have the same fantasy, Joanne. I've always had that fantasy of writing in like a Portuguese town.
1: Didn't you do it though?
0: No, I wrote the book about my dad literally where I'm sitting right now. Like I literally couldn't be more in the spot that I wrote the Um, book about my dad. I'm literally in the same seat.
1: I thought you had. I thought you had. I thought you'd kind of got. We were talking about going on holidays on your own and. Had you not been away on your
0: own? I've been away on my own many times, but it wasn't like a yeah. it wasn't a it wasn't a, a writing trip or anything like.
1: that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have this kind of Shirley Valentine forward slash Nora Ephron fantasy. Um,
2: I it's a good thing. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's, it's a, a good great movie. fantasy.
2: And you, I'd probably
1: go for three months and come back with the length of a Facebook post, and the whole thing would be an absolute <laughs> waste of time. But I'll give it a shot.
2: That's like Kevin. Uh, you know the the amazing novelist Kevin Barry. He tells the story of like when he first started writing and he said he was going to write the first novel he bought a caravan went down to the west of cork and locked himself in He's he like for 6 months to write the book and he was like the worst pile of shite ever yeah <laughs> so he go back I mean, to journalism for a few years and then <laughs> and then build it
0: <laughs> but you got to get that like, shite out of you exactly,
1: exactly. yeah you got to write
2: the shit book first
1: exactly like i remember Joseph o'connor who wrote star of the sea he was like mm. i wasn't born being able to write star of the sea i had to write yeah. a load of shit before i was yeah. able to write
0: star of the sea loved star of the sea that that book never was, uh it's just for me I, i'm not recommending it to you personally but for me it's the perfect book history and a great narrative all thrown together with the irish history part of it it's fucking brilliant and it's just a great murder mystery i mean that is like that is a that is a, a good pandemic read no no spoiler at that. all now what stage of irish history is it set in the famine Okay. The whole Love thing takes kidding. place on a famine ship. That's The the, the ship uh, is called The Star of the Sea. Wow. Interesting. Fucking great. Moment, it's a great read.
1: I'm reading The Choice. A friend of mine told me it'll change my life, so I've started that. And next in line is Normal People, because then I could watch the show. Even uh, though this is the first time that people have said to me, skip the book. And that's no shade on the book, but they're like, the TV show is just so good.
0: Yeah, now I was actually going to say that our homework because we've got to wrap it up but our homework is to watch normal people that's funny like that's okay. literally what i was going to say at the end now here's the thing i was going to read the book first and then watch it but then i was like no nah, fuck i gotta watch this because it's like it's now isn't it like i want to talk yeah. about it now yeah but then funnily enough i was talking to sophie your flatmate because she was messaging me saying like oh my god you have to watch it she's quite obsessed with it right mm. so after watching four episodes last night i talked to sophie this morning and her experience of the series and my experience of the series are very different. And I think partially it's because she read the book. Now, I would think from the way she talks about it, that it's better to read the book than watch it. But at the same time, people seem to be watching and get a lot out of it. I'm yeah. like, I, have, I have so many thoughts about it. I can't wait to watch the rest and then talk about it. I mean, there's a lot going on. Not to mention yeah. Not to mention that Sarah Green plays the fucking 17-year-old's mother. Sarah and she's Green, younger, is she? She's younger than me, bro. It's making me very uncomfortable. She gets uncomfortable. away with that. yeah, Massively. It's making That's me uncomfortable. Acting.
1: That's acting Dad. I'm acting like No, that's getting,
0: that's getting old no, no, she's she's not playing young. She's playing the mother of a seventeen year old. Sarah, Sarah Green sorry. is still young though. She's I know, but no, she's, she's fucking not. younger than me and she's playing a she's older than mother you, Joanne. of a seventeen year old. She's older than you. No, she's not. Yeah, she is. <laughs> Sarah Green. Sarah Green. Opened up once a charity gig I did in Cork. She fucking sang on stage. She was 17 years old. Now she's playing the fucking mother of a 17 year old. That is like that's a moment in life Little where you're like, good bro. fuck, yeah, yeah, I've gotten yeah. old, man. You got God an old ass. God damn it, yo. Anyway, guys, that was great fun. It's pretty easy when it's just the three of us. I have to say,
1: yeah, it's grand.
0: We got to think of a name. I'm not saying if we get a name, I'm not saying that everybody has to be obligated to be here all the time, but. If we think of it as a collective, I'll take the responsibility of always being there, and 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 such a teacher. I, I still Joanne
1: and friends, <laughs> and then I can swap yous in and out or whatever. But Dad will still have to do all the editing. <laughs> oh, you,
0: you you want to take it over? You you won't because you won't you won't want to do it every week. No, I won't want to do it every week. No. no, no, I'm happy to. I'm happy to just be there all the time. And like when the yes. pandemic is over, I'm happy to go back to like once a week. But I also don't think that everybody has to feel obligated once a week. But at the what same I like time, to- I would like it to be like whatever it is with Dez, Joanne, and Steve. But that does require a little bit of a commitment. You don't have to do that commitment on air, but it does require a little bit of a I'm going to be there pretty regularly.
2: Yeah, Let's what ask like- the, li- ask the listeners
0: what, what they'd like to call it. Disney yeah, Did pop. we not
2: do that already? Uh, Steve? No, this is the first time we- it's been the three of us. Oh, oh.
0: I know. I thought we talked about names before.
2: We've did slightly but we should get the listeners to send in their suggestions their ideas for the name of the show.
0: Yeah. Three amigos, but we're not gay. Amigos. <laughs> yeah, and you can't pick anything too <laughs> Irish. You can't pick anything too Irish cuz people, you know, people don't get it then, you know? And you Three I'd like amigos.
1: it. Three amigos. Is that not Spanish? Yeah. No, no,
0: no, I'm not responding to your name. I'm 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 responding to broader uh, you know, just just broader sort of like thinking about names. I wasn't sorry, I wasn't responding to Three Amigos.
1: I'm uh, just thinking. Okay, Grant. Well, we'll
2: have a thank. Have a think. You have a, a marketing brainstorm about it and
0: package it there for us, Joanne. I mean, that I right. called the WhatsApp group Tricostal, but I don't think Tricostal is a good. Uh, you know, it's just too nothing. You know. Yeah. It's not but something. then nothing for it. Nothing for a name is also fine once it's established. Like like the two Johnnies is such a great name. You know, because it's nothing, but at the same time, like it's fun. So yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I I you know I I I, I don't three know if-
1: Mickeys. <laughs> the three Mickeys?
0: Well, there's... <laughs> Take, the them
1: <laughs> Take those cunts down. Take those cunts
2: down.
0: Three Mickeys. Uh yeah. anyway, it's good to it, you know, it's good to think about. Uh, by the way, let me ask, since we since you're on the spot now, since we're recording, is everybody cool with that? does does everybody want that?
1: Yeah,
0: I'll do that. Yeah, I'll do that, yeah. Yeah, and everybody, exactly. everybody also has the right. If we do that, everybody also has the right. I think in that scenario, everybody also has the right to put up bonus apps. Where, for example, like Joanne, there's somebody you like in the UK, and you can interview them live. You know, in the future.
1: Yes, that's good. Yeah, so it's like a channel, more like a channel, really. Oh, yeah. And- except,
0: well, <laughs> no, 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 no network, no, no. No. Joanne. You
1: no. just no. no. even no. start uploading podcasts, just the two, months, and the dad's like, "What the
0: fuck?" No, man? no, 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 no. Incorrect. No, what I was saying was that a that is, that is an alternative way to, to to that's an alternative way to set it up which is that you create like a podcast network But what I think particularly because I meant to say this to you at the time Joanne when you were saying I'd like to start my own podcast but you didn't have the equipment blah 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 I, I did want to say to you at the time you can Belt away, pop them up onto this podcast. And then as you get better, if you want to go out on your own, you can go out on your own. But at least you get a chance to learn. Because there's no sense of like you're letting us down if after six months you think, actually, I want to do my own thing. Like that's also fine. Yeah. But that's like that's like a podcast network thing, which I actually – well, that that that, that is – some people are trying to set more of them up. That is like a business opportunity. But that, that aside, is. in the short this term – This is just like con- when you've been seeing somebody for a while and you have to have the
2: conversation. So are we like – are we think now? Are we together?
0: It's sweet. It's sweet. <laughs> well, I just wasn't sure how much of a, of an obligation either of you wanted in terms of like being present. You know, like if we change the name, you know, whatever it is with blah, 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 there has to be like, you know, there has to be some level of, of commitment. You yeah. Know? So you have, yeah. you have to make sure I'm you're comfortable.
1: Ha- I'm happy to commit.
0: Okay, I'm great. Commit. Yeah, I'm happy Wonderful. to commit. And I don't mind continuing with the edit. I mean, I know Steve can edit too. Uh, but like uh, you know, I'm I'm happy with with that. But anyway, we can we can we can discuss that more. But now it's on record, so you're fucked.
1: The face <laughs> that's,
0: that's why he did that.
1: <laughs> can we call it something stupid like the fizz bottles?
2: Yeah. So, so, well, I mean, yeah.
1: <laughs> can we?
2: The
0: fizz we, bottle. we can we can, can discuss
1: on a podcast called the face bottles would be fucking comical in itself.
2: Well, I think we have to have our our brainstorming session off air. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because <laughs>
0: yeah. we don't want. <laughs>
1: Frothing the at the lizards. gash. Frothing at the gash. Busy <laughs> <laughs> lizards.
0: All right. Well, we'll discuss it. We're not fucking table quiz. It's not table quiz team names we're doing here, Joanne.
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ. busy <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: lizards. lizards. connect,
1: connect three. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's actually. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't hate that. But we'll. We'll. Yeah. We'll think. We'll think about. It. I mean, I like threesome, but just everyone thinks it's too dirty. Threesome.
1: Yeah, it's a bit dirty like it kind of we're writing checks we're not cashing I think if we call it three a hundred
0: percent yeah 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 um all right lads come on let's go okay, okay bye plug hey Joanne before you go Joanne plug your Instagram do the huge oh yeah
1: oh sorry Joanne McNally Joanne McNally comedy is my Instagram
0: Steve I am at hello Steve-o. And and don't forget about the hello hello o podcast, which hello is becoming Steve-O part podcast. of our new uh, becoming part of our new network. <laughs> yeah, it's a new episode out today. Tupac is alive. It's true. Anyway, uh, and I'm at Des Bishop, and uh, we'll 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 see you guys the next time. Thanks, lads. You guys can head off. I'm going to do a quick intro. I'm going to do a quick intro on the camera. Bye
2: Eat. bye.